your cultural competence. Listen to interesting stories. Learn about the cultural pitfalls and how to avoid them. Get the global perspective here at Culture Matters Podcast on international business. We help you understand cultural diversity better by interviewing real people with real experiences, helping you develop your cultural competence. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, uh, wherever you're listening, in the car or in the gym or uh, maybe on a walk or just behind your desk. Welcome to the Culture Matters podcast where we interview real people with real experiences. And this episode we have um, a special guest. Of course, every guest is always special, but it's going to be, it is the youngest guest we've ever had. had and um, his name is Kieran Beersing Vasquez. He's a 20-year-old student of mixed background, born in the UK and moved to Belgium at the age of nine. Attended an international school in Brussels, which had nine different language sections, and students from all over the world with similar mixed origins. Now back in the UK and on his year in industry in a mechanical engineering degree. Mother and father originate from Guatemala and Mauritius, respectively. I'm pretty sure that you can already tell that this is going to be an inter- interesting uh, interview. Age 20 years, already so much cultural experience um, living outside of his own country or what is his own country. Kieran sheds a light on how it is to be actually uh, an expat child that gets moved around at a very young age. It's time for this week's guest at the Culture Matters podcast. Here's your host, Chris Smith. Good morning, Kieran. How are you? Hi, Chris. Very well, thanks. Just have me on. Okay. Well, you're you're more than welcome. Um, you are probably the 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 youngest guest uh, in this uh, Culture Matters podcast. Uh, yes. And I'm going to let you reveal your own age because uh, maybe it's still impolite. You know, you don't ask a lady for her her, her age. But oh, I don't know. It's yeah. So I'm 20, uh, um, 20 years old, student uh, in the UK. Yeah. Um. So I uh, was born in the UK, but I grew up in Belgium. And uh, my parents are a mixture of uh, my dad is Mauritian and my mom's Guatemalan. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So you got that out of the way. That was basically my first question. It's, it's yeah. kind of nice if I don't have to <laughs> ask the questions and you can answer those questions already. Um, okay. but, but you're 20 years old, you say, and we're recording this in, um, in January 2015. So just in case you're listening to this in the future, uh, later than uh, 2015, then Kieran, of course, turned 21 eventually. Um, <laughs> And so you you gave us a little bit of a background. Your parents are from um, one from Guatemala and the other one from Mauritius, and mm-hmm. that makes you an utterly confused person because you also, in addition to that, grew up in Belgium. Where are Complete you currently, mix. Kieran? Uh, yeah, currently I am in the UK. Uh, I'm in Nottingham. Uh, I'm well, on my student placement, so I'm working here for one year, and then I go back to uni next year in September. Okay. All right. So now you've, you've sort of painted the back, background and the reason that you're on the show here is um, because uh, and maybe that's a bit of background information. We actually met on the, uh, on the Eurostar coming back from, uh, from London to Brussels Correct. and we started chatting. You looked after my stuff while I uh, took a, a, a toilet break there and we started chatting and then your, your, your background seemed interesting to me because I get this question quite a lot. I, I get the occasional, um, how do you say, participant on a workshop and 
and they are like from mixed parents and they didn't grow up in any particular country but in in several countries i always call these uh people the shell children because mm. the shell expats the company oil company shell because they move around the world and they the the, the youngsters the kids if you want to turn out to be somewhat um not per se confused but that's something you mentioned as well and so my, my next question is what do you feel your culture is your passport might be british but what do you feel your culture is and how do you know this yeah um i'd say well i have these four countries these four nationalities um as part of me and i think uh, in different ways i am all part of all four of them and in different ways i'm not so um you know growing up in the uk for a little bit um it gave me a little bit of a uh, a cultural um background here um gave me some some something something to to grow off of basically um so when i left um to people who aren't british i for all intents and purposes i seem 100% british you know when i speak to them yeah whereas when i'm in the uk um I see more Belgian, uh, you know, I have different school experience, different uh, experience growing up. Uh, so in different ways, to in different extents, um, all four of them and uh, none of them as well. So, yeah. <laughs> so all four, is, is there a dominating side? Um, I'd say mostly British. Yeah. Um, you sound awfully British as well. Ah, well, uh, I used to have a really local uh, accent from uh, Yorkshire when I was small, yeah. but that faded over time, I think. The international school, I think, with so many different accents and languages yeah. crossing over, it uh, yeah, ended up being uh, pretty neutral. I would, and by, by, the, by the looks, and because I, uh, I mean, uh, if you go to the website culturematters.com and, and look up the uh, the podcast and the show notes with that, you see a picture of, uh, of Kieran. Um, mm. But you, you come across... Uh, you sound very British, English British yeah. to me, and you, you. I mean, you look no different than, than the ordinary Brit, the average Brit who doesn't exist. Um, yeah. and, ju and just to paint that picture a little bit closer, uh, you grew. You were born in the UK, and at what age did you move to Belgium? I was nine, so you know, Finish. kind of gives you a little bit of time. Yeah, yeah. You're able to speak. You understand that you were you were consciously enough uh, of the fact that you moved from the UK to Belgium. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, how, and how long did you stay in Belgium? Until what? Um, until 18, so it's almost half and half. Okay, um, at this moment, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay, predominantly British then. And um, you mentioned also uh, in our private discussion as well that you don't really fit in in, in terms of, of culture. How does that feel and, and what, do you, what do you do about it? Um, well, I think um, at university there are so many people from all over, um, friends from all over the UK, all over Europe, all over the world, um, that it doesn't seem strange to, um, to to have such a an eclectic mix, if you like, of uh, of, of background of cultures uh, together. So um, having having a mixture feels normal. Uh, that's that's the way to fit in, I think, um, in this environment. Um, now I'm working. Uh, it's it's a little bit different. It's uh, mainly British. Uh, the place that I work. Um, there's a few people from from India, for example, but mostly uh, it's it's uh, it's English. Um, and I mean, I have a lot of things in common with uh, the people I work with. Um, you know, we watch the same TV, we watch, uh, mm -hmm. we listen to the same music. I mean, uh, it's it's all it's all similar, but at the same time, uh, you're almost human, time, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, almost human. <laughs> almost human. Yeah. Um, do do people when you're um, when you're in Belgium or when you were in Belgium, do people look at you as <clears throat> as uh, being different? And is the same thing true when you are in the UK? I think um, with Belgium in particular, um, 
there is a community of international people. Mm. So people from all over Europe um, who are there working for international companies, for the Commission, for NATO, for um, all sorts of reasons. And that's sort of um, in parallel with uh, local Belgians. Um, it's almost like you have to make an effort to incorporate yourself into the in, into uh, to, to the local mm -hmm. society, local side of things, which I did uh, in lots of ways. Um, so I did have the both both sides of Belgium really. Yeah. Um, so I had lots of Belgian friends as well from uh, you know music schools and uh, from like they had uh, local festivals as well, local music festivals, that kind of thing. Rockwerchter, so, you went rock to. So that's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, in. Um, also the place you have Drovenfest, okay. which we uh, volunteered for. So it's all these little things as well to sort of have uh, have both sides of it, really. How, how did that go for you? I mean, I'm interested, of course, in that in that experience because mm. I share to some extent a similar experience. When I was 13, I moved to the U.S. for uh, for a year from the Netherlands, and that was a long time ago. And that was not when every when, when everybody like just hopped across the pond and went to the U.S. or vice versa. This was quite mm. unique. So, um, were you thrown in, in the deep end as a nine year old, or do you just take it as it is? Uh, I think um, kids are pretty resilient. Um, I think. They can they can uh, take things like that pretty easily. Um, I when I when I moved there, it was pretty it was pretty big difference to the way it was uh, at my school in Leeds. My school in Leeds was quite small, just a few hundred students. Um, then the international school in Belgium I went to is thousands of students, you know, several big buildings. So that was a slightly different experience. But I think you just uh, you just take it quite easily when you're that age. You just, um, you just basically you just take it as it comes. If you would go exactly, to the North yeah. Pole, then, then that your life would, would continue from there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, the kids around you are all the same age, you've all got the same interests. You know, it's uh, it's pretty easy. Exactly, you just uh, just keep going. Yeah. Okay. So, and you went to the international school in uh, in Brussels, not in uh, the, the 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 ring around Brussels, right? You went. No. Yeah. Exactly. So it was the uh, European school. Um, there's three in Brussels. There were three in Brussels. I think there's more now. Mm. Uh, so these have nine different language sections. Um, I was in the English section. Yeah. So there was you know French, German, Spanish, Greek, all sorts, uh, which was pretty interesting. Um, What, yeah. what what is it? Can can you tell us a story? What what is interesting in terms of that cultural mix there in in, in all under one roof? Yeah, well, it's um, like you have a um, really condensed version of Europe, yeah. right in one place. I'd say uh, you have all of the national stereotypes, all of the uh, groupings. Everyone, um, for, well, for everyone, example, what, what what's what's a stereotype that actually that jumped out there? Ah, uh, well, I think um, I'd say, for example. Um, The French education system is, is very different to the English education system, mm -hmm. where it's very intense and you have to, um, um, a lot of people will repeat the year every year, and uh, that's just the way it is, and uh, it's just much more intense that way. And then uh, the British one is, is much more um, inclusive, try not to leave anyone behind, and um, it, it's... it's um, It's interesting when you switch classes because we have lots of classes together as well. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was you know, the education side of it. But then... Um, You know, didn't you have all of the uh, just the just the nasty stereotypes? I'd say about the different cultures as well. Um, It's that's all right. We're we're talking here about cultural differences, and sure. we know where where stereotypes fit in. Exactly. So, yeah. so give us a, a few. Well, okay. So the uh, Mediterranean side, I'd say, were uh, always the, um, the 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 lazier. I think is what is the way uh, people would put them. And then you'd have the uh, the Dutch and the more northern ones who are a bit more always seen as a bit more arrogant. 
and um, you know it was it was that sort of that sort of situation really. And you're not um, offending anybody. You're just you're just you're ex- you're describing how you as a as a as a kid. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how I experienced. It. Yeah, that these these stereotypes were thrown about a lot. But I think um, you just took it. I mean, you didn't um, you didn't get offended by it really. I mean, it was just. Um, just the way it was really for, for everybody. I mean, um, it was almost a, a way of communicating, I'd say, for, for people. I mean, um, I think the other way was um, just playing sports together. We'd all, uh, we'd all you know, play football at the same park in the same uh, playground. We'd all, um, you know, do, do the same after-school stuff. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, but at the same time, yeah, you do stick to your own group quite a lot, your own language section. Right. Um, just um, uh, some questions pop up while you're while you're talking here, and I'm yep. writing them down so I don't forget them. Um, so you would then look at the the sort of Mediterranean country, and you amongst yourselves would say, "Well, they're lazy, and the Dutch are arrogant." Yeah. Um, and how did they perceive you, you and or your group? Yeah. Okay. Um, I say the well, the stereotype for the English was that they drink a lot. I mean, uh, I don't know if for our particular group if that was true, but I mean, uh, that, that's the way it, that's the way it was seen i'd say yeah um yeah and what is is that true was that true as well um i mean i'd say uh coming from belgium and then moving to the uk um it, it's it's true that the drinking culture in britain is very different to the ones in the rest of europe uh-huh. uh for students especially but i mean um i'd say in our school it was it was all pretty similar everyone you know Everyone pretty much drank the same amount. Everyone uh, partied similar amounts. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> the <laughs> stereotypes are sort of in the middle. Sometimes they're true and sometimes they're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. And they help you make uh, make maybe more sense of the world or, or label stuff. Yeah. Is, uh, and then you mentioned that you, um, you guys would play sports together. Is there like an activity or something that unites all these cultures? Is there like a culture, cultural n- neutrality? Yeah, um, well, we have um, we have lots of football tournaments. We have this thing called Springfest, which was a uh, like a like a, a festival, like a little school festival that we have, and it always had a football tournament in it. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd always you'd always pick uh, your countries, and uh, you'd always cheer on. So we'd always cheer on the English team. Uh, it was always be whoever was whoever was a group in the older years would always get the English team and then in the younger years you just get whichever countries were left you know uh-huh. you'd get a and you'd, uh, you'd get Andorra or you'd get Malta or something like you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't necessarily get one of the uh, big glamorous football teams mm-hmm. so uh, yeah I think that was a really a really good experience where we had um, we had uh, cheering on our teams uh, for our countries and, when, um, and the Greek would also cheer for you guys in the other way, the the other way around. No, as well. not at all. No. <laughs> no. Okay. No, we cheer against each other. We cheer against the uh, against the Greeks and against the Germans. The Germans would cheer against us, and uh, you know, for 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 the Germans themselves. And um, yeah, I mean, it was all it was all good fun, really. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's 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 maybe harmless and good fun. Is there? It's it's a, a feeling that I hear um, when I do my workshops and lectures is yeah. that many cultures think that they are um, superior to the other. So, for instance, yeah. I mean, to take it on a, on, a, on a business level. If you have a, uh, if you're if you're running a project and you do that in three countries, say the United States, the the the, the Dutch, and the Indians, if you would ask the Indians, the Indians would probably re- reply like, yeah, if if you just, if you just leave it up to us, we will do this the best way. So mm-hmm. will the Americans, and so will the Dutch. Is that something you recognize? Um, yeah, I'd say so, definitely. Um, I think um, every country thinks that they. Um 
that the, every culture thinks that they can do, they can do their their work their way uh, that works best for them. I think. And and would you then identify in that international school you together with the with your other um, uh, peers, your British peers, if you want, mm. that um, you would feel to some extent superior to the French or the Dutch or something, whatever. Yeah, I'd say yeah. I think with the difference, I think um, it's. You know, you have you have your your neutral point, which is your own, really, mm-hmm. and uh, and you consider everything else um, different from that. I'd say, um, so you'd have your way of doing it, which you consider correct, uh, and then everything else would be the different way of doing it, which was a uh, which is strange. Yeah, yeah, and that's so. What's different is is strange, and sometimes can be scary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, makes uh, makes good sense. In, mm. At that time, I mean, you went back when you were eighteen. So give like between nine. So you you spent that like nine years, right? Yes. Yeah. How important is that, um, f- or was it for you to to belong, um, or maybe especially for you and your uh, given the age that you were mm-hmm. uh, when I went back to the UK? And, well, both actually. Also, also yeah. in in Belgium when you lived your time in Belgium. Was it? Is it really important to belong? And how do you do that? And how do you do that when you go back to the UK? Yeah, um, I think it's what you what you belong to. I think um, what I belonged to the most would have been that international community of people, mm-hmm. uh, people about my age who were all from different countries. They were half something, half something else. And uh, whenever you know, we always go back around Christmas and we always meet up with each other. It feels it feels very natural, very normal to have that kind of environment. Um, it's sort of the environment that I'm comfortable in, most comfortable, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, coming back to the UK, uh, it's 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 slightly different because it's um, it's uh, mainly just British, so I have to have to sort of play up that side. I'd say, well, I'll play it up. I'd have to have to just use that side to, mm-hmm. to incorporate myself a bit more to feel like I'm uh, part of it a bit more. Uh, I think for me as well, I went back to the same city I was born in in uh, in the UK in Leeds. So for me. Um, that was pretty important that I would be able to go back sort of as an adult and uh, reincorporate myself into the city I was born in mm-hmm. and um, to feel part of it, I'd say, to feel like a local again. Is that easy? Um, well, I think at university it is because everyone's in the same boat. Yeah. Uh, when you arrive, everybody, nobody knows each other. Nobody um, knows the city. I knew it a little bit uh, and I knew... Um, I had family friends who lived in the area who lived um, not too far away. So um, I, I, I knew different areas um, and uh, as well, maybe, maybe the accent as well, but I, I, I pretty much lost all my local accent. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, if, if you asked somebody from, from Leeds, if I had a local accent, they would say no. But if, uh, if you probably went to the South, Okay. Might, uh, over yeah. overall, I mean, you're 20 years old, so you you have yep. you have hundreds of years ahead of you. Uh, by the time that you're 80, people will probably turn 150 or 200. Uh, is how has this enriched your life? The fact that both um, that you are from uh, mixed parents, Guatemalan mm-hmm. and Mauritius, lived in the UK and in Belgium, etc. Now back, how does this has this enriched your life? Uh, I'd say in lots of ways. Um, I think. Well, one important one is languages. Um, I think if this hadn't have happened, I wouldn't have learned more than one language. I'd say. Yeah. So. Um, what other language do you speak now? I speak French pretty fluently and Spanish pretty fluently and Dutch a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, and then right now I'm learning German, so it's pretty difficult. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I think it, I think it's really important to be able to speak to someone in their own language because you um, or fluently with each other. Whoever, 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 if you can speak a language fluently with somebody, then uh, you really understand each other a lot more than if you're um, if if you're sort of um, trying to interpret what you're saying yep. into into different you know into a second language that you're not as comfortable in. So um, you know maybe you know maybe in, maybe nowadays English being the main language, it's not so necessary. You can uh, get by just with English pretty much everywhere, uh, but at the same time, it's nice to be able to have that have that level of communication, that level of connection. So, yeah, yeah, true. Um, so you lived in Belgium and yeah. you're now back in the UK. Uh, so the, take these two countries. What are according to you? And this is not the international uh, school I'm, I'm referring to, but more sure. like local life. So, what are the biggest cultural differences that you see between um, Belgium and the UK? Yeah. Um, I'd say uh, Belgium feels smaller on uh, lots of scales. On um, on a, everything feels more local. Um, everything feels like, uh, for example, you go to um, you go to the local the, the, the local neighbourhood school, and they have a football team. They have an art school. They have all sorts of things. And I mean, the same thing exists in the UK as well. But it's everything's on a much bigger scale. I'd say mm-hmm. so. Even um, the footballs teams and football leagues there's it's it's a, a national more of a, a a national corporate thing rather than a local football teams playing against each other i'd say um then you know the the uh, everything from supermarkets and uh, burger restaurants i mean belgium is pretty proud of its own uh, burger restaurants and uh, supermarkets they've got um they you know they, they feel very belgian when you're there whereas in the uk there's just the, the complete multinationals that are all over the world yep. so i mean it's a sense, I think the sense of scale is uh, it's, it's pretty different um, for me. Yeah. Okay. Where would you prefer to live? Um, I think. Well, I don't really have any allegiance to either of them in that respect. I, I'm pretty comfortable going to live anywhere. To be honest, um, I think now that I've I've reincorporated myself back into the UK, as it were, I feel that I'm pretty ha- pretty much happily go to any other country. Give that another go. See see what it's like to go somewhere else. And any other country uh, than Belgium, you mean as well? Yeah, even Belgium. Yeah, I feel like um, I've been able to incorporate myself as well there to a certain extent, uh, pretty well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think it'd be nice to have a different challenge, but at the same time, I'm pretty pretty happy staying in either of the two. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe uh, the UK has um, has has, uh, has a lot more for people for for, for younger people. Like, there's a lot. Everything's um, there's a lot more things I think possibly mm-hmm. um, to do um, for for younger people, but I mean for people uh, on a university at university age. But uh, after that, it's it's yeah, it's it's hard to say really. Yeah. So you're 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 currently in your uh, if I'm correct in your first year uh, in your master's education in S- um, well the course is four years and it's a combined masters. But I've taken an extra year out um, to work uh, in industry. So I finished my first two years. This is my third year. I have two more years. Yes, third year. Yeah. Okay. So I have, uh, yeah, after in September, I'll have two more years to do. Are you one of those uh, high potentials that uh, has has an enormous cultural background, speaks different languages, has a master's degree at the age of, well, 21, 22, you're going to be more or less? Yeah, I'll be 22. Yeah. And and so what do you want to be when you grow up? I mean, do you want yeah, to be a Jagger or something? Or? <laughs> it's a good question. Um, yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. I mean, uh, I've been working in software for, for this year. That's been really interesting, but uh, it's hard to say, really. I think I do engineering 
and it's such a broad field. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. You can go in lots of different directions with it. There's um, lots of lots of levels, lots of uh, lots of different. Yeah, lot, you can go into everything from software to F1 to uh, what, what, what's, what's F1? Formula One oh. Grand Prix, Formula <laughs> One Grand Prix. Yeah, so sports and uh, that kind of thing. So there's there's so much to choose from. Um, I think it's going to be a hard time when I, by the time it comes to it. Okay. All right. And, yeah. and, and do you foresee staying in the in the UK after you've done your studies? Um, well, I'd, I'd be happy to, but at the same time, I'd be happy to go somewhere else. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I'd, I'd like a new challenge, maybe. Um, but at the same time, I'm happy to stay in the UK. So uh, either really. Okay. Is that is that like um, what's that song? Wherever I lay my hat, that's my home. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, do you feel that you're that kind of person? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I think. Um, I'd, yeah, I'd be pretty much happily, I'd pretty much happily go uh, go anywhere. Really, um, I think. Well, uh, this is my first experience living outside of uh, somewhere. Which, well, moving to Nottingham, I'd say. Yeah. Which is where I am this year. Uh, it's been a good experience as well, just to learn how to move to somewhere new and uh, start fresh. Yeah, it's so a good experience as well. Okay, cool. So, um, I just want to quickly uh, ask you a question about about your parents. You knew mm-hmm. I was going to ask this question. So yeah. your mom is from Guatemala and your dad is from Mauritius. How did that go? Yeah, they uh, they actually met in Leeds at uni. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty when, crazy. When they're, they're were, they were a lot younger, of course, as well. Sure, yeah, a lot younger, yeah. I mean, um, they were in their 20s uh-huh. uh, when they when they met in, in Leeds. Uh, so it was, I, think, I don't know, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy because, I mean... Uh, Mauritius, for example, has lots of um, different communities, as they're called, and it's pretty rare that any community, and by community I mean um, uh, from a historical perspective, uh, it, it's, it's, it's still part of France, isn't it? Uh, that's Reunion, no, it's Reunion. So oh, Mauritius, it, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Mauritius has uh, has you know um, Franco-Belgians, people who from French descendants, people mm-hmm. from African descendants, people from Indian descendants, people from Chinese descendants. Um, so there's no real local people, but uh, they have all these different communities, and it's very rare that anybody will marry outside of their community. So um, to marry someone from halfway across the world is a bit, yeah. a bit mad. Yes. <laughs> and and so have you visited Mauritius? I have, yeah, several times. Plan to go again this summer. Okay. Uh, I really love it. Uh, Guatemala, we've been to uh, less. I went to when I was smaller, but um, yeah, it's 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 been a, it's been a while since I've been to Guatemala. Yeah. Okay, and, and any any particular things that you can remember, or, or I mean, culturally wise, that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think Mauritius is really interesting because of all these um, mixed, because of all these uh, mixed communities. Because uh, you have the different different communities who live together but separately. Yeah, and uh, they get along really well. There's no conflict. Um, I mean, it, it's it's um, it's been a bit difficult, I think, in the past because of uh, the way. Um, uh, the way the way uh, the cultures are so separate, um, it makes it difficult for um, for uh, incorporating people in education and jobs and stuff. But that's changing gradually over time. Uh-huh. So yeah, um, and and from what you can remember from Guatemala, Guatemala, uh, it's been a long time since I've been there, but uh, um, it's it's more it's it's um, it's it's more homogenized, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, there's lots of uh, lots of um, indigenous people as well who uh, uh, are fairly marginalised by uh, by a lot of in a lot of respects. Right. But um, yeah, you're t- you're talking about the indigenous, uh, the Indians. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's, uh, 
you know, a lot of the politics is based around uh, cities and that kind of thing. So it's, uh, yeah, it's tricky. True. Um, coming um, towards the uh, towards the end of the interview, mm-hmm. a couple of questions left for you. Can you identify a particular pain or joy when working with other cultures? Yeah, um, I think working with other cultures uh, provides uh, great experiences. I think um, pains can be maybe communication. Yeah, um, when communication uh, doesn't work well um, in a group or in a team that's worth trying to trying to achieve a goal it can be can be destructive very destructive so um you need to make sure that there's good communication that everyone understands each other um other that, how, how would you do that then yeah i mean i think you need to understand the other person more you need to understand um the way they think the way they see things mm-hmm. um and once you do it's much easier to to understand than to uh and to, to, to come together and uh, like, because uh, that's the way it was for me uh, in uni because we have uh, lots of people from different countries working mm-hmm. together in groups. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, yeah, you need to, you need to definitely find a lot of uh, a lot of communication and uh, make sure you understand okay. that perspective as well. Yeah. Where I think this is a good bridge to um, to the last question. Um, can you give us three? tips to become more culturally competent i mean given your experience and your age I'm, yeah i can't call you I mean, a kid anymore i mean <laughs> that's, that's, that's <laughs> this awkward point isn't it this yeah this uh, strange point but yeah i think um i think the first one would probably be to take as much as an interest as you can so ask lots of questions find out as much as you can um be interested that would be my first point mm-hmm. i think um that would be the yeah um i think definitely helps i think the other Second thing mm-hmm. I'd probably say uh, would be to um, approach things from a, a neutral perspective, as neutral a perspective as you can, so that when you um, when you come into a new culture, um, you are able to change. You're able to um, understand the way things are, and that you can adapt in that respect. Yeah. Uh, and then my last one I'd say is that it's uh, okay to be ignorant when you're in a new culture. Um, as long as you're trying to understand more and trying to improve yourself and improve your understanding, then um, it's, it's um, people will understand that, that you don't know everything about the culture and how everything works. Yeah. So if you if you ask lots of questions and try and find out as much as you can, then uh, it you know things uh, things work out. I think. Okay, I'm um, I'm writing these down as well because right. they will be part of the um, of the show notes as I uh, as I do with uh, with every guest. Sure. Kieran, thank you for the advice as well. Uh, even given the fact that you're uh, of of your young age, uh, yeah. can't hold that against you. <laughs> um, so thanks for those uh, those excellent tips and sharing your experience as well uh, from a British, Guatemalan, Mauritius, Belgian kind of uh, yeah, point. If exactly. people want to, if people want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Yeah, uh, I am on LinkedIn. So if you search me on there, you can find me. And I've just made a new Twitter account, which is KieranBV94. So um, you can uh, tweet me on there. So I haven't, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll, I'll pick it up if you send me to either on those. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Uh, these That can all be found back in the show notes. And those you can find at culturematters.com slash somewhere the name of the of the podcast. It'll be episode number 25, uh, as a matter of fact. So, uh, just go to the search box and type in Kieran and his, uh, his name will pop up in the podcast as well. Kieran, thanks again for taking your time. Back Thank to school. Back yep. to school, boy. Back to work. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks. thanks I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll talk again in the future. 
Great. I will do. Bye. Sure. Bye. Well, I hope you like that interview with Kieran. You can um, get in touch with with him the way, of course, he said. I think Twitter might be uh, a good handle to get in touch with him. Um, thank you, Kieran, again. If you uh, if you like the podcast that, as such, the Culture Matters podcast, then you can find more at culturematters.com. And if you like it that much, then I would really appreciate if you would take like two minutes out of your time and uh, give an honest uh, review and rating in iTunes or Stitcher if you happen to listen through that platform. And of course, you know that giving a rating uh, and a good rating, of course, is, um, is important in terms of boosting the amount of people that will actually find this podcast all right thank you so much i'll be back in two weeks time with another podcast take care bye that's it for this episode the culture matters podcast helping you understand cultural diversity better by interviewing real people with real experiences